0: Welcome to Jeremiah's Fifth Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live, praise the Lord. How you doing today? Are you doing good? Well, hey, I'm Jeremiah Smith, and I'm so glad to get to be with you today. And I believe we're going to see some wonderful things in store for you today. Praise the Lord. You know, God is good, and he's good all the time. And, you know, I'm here to be a blessing to your life today by the precious Holy Spirit. And I believe he's going to do some wonderful things in behalf of you today if you listen to the Holy Spirit and let him bless you and encourage you today because he wants to do that for you. You know, you didn't just happen to turn this on by accident. No, you didn't just happen to press play and turn, you know, turn on the podcast or watch the video. Maybe you're watching the video by YouTube today. You know, you didn't just happen to turn it on. You know, God's wanting to bless you and encourage you today. Let him do that, you know. Let him use me to be a blessing to your life and encourage you and help you to have a wonderful wonderful week. You know, this is going to be a good week, right? You know, it doesn't matter what all happens or what challenges you face this week. You have to decide right now that this is going to be a good week for me, praise the Lord. You know, you can overcome every challenge and everything that's thrown at you if you have the right attitude, you know. And God's wanting us to have the right attitude, you know, that we always triumph through Christ Jesus That we always come through. It doesn't matter what's thrown at us, you know. It just has to do with what your mind's set on today. And so it's important that you make sure that you're focused on the right things this week. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful week for you this week. And, you know, you have to believe it, too. You know, believe it in your heart get yourself established in it you know god's word says that good things are in store for you and you have to see it by the eye of faith and trust him for some wonderful things and i believe he'll do that in your life if you'll let him do that praise the lord he is a wonderful wonderful god and he wants to do some wonderful things in your life if you'll let him do that for you today praise the lord so you just happen to turn in by accident we're gonna have a good time today and i believe the lord's gonna bless you by his presence and his power today if you'll let him do that you know when you tune on. To- Uh, uh, to this podcast you know we are live we try to be live on Wednesdays and Sundays for you and uh, Sundays we're at 4 p.m central time and then of course on Wednesdays at 6 p.m central time unless we're running a series like we currently are I felt led to running a series on Wednesday so we'll be uh, getting back with I believe we got one more message this Wednesday and then uh, we'll plan on doing some live messages on the next Wednesday but uh, you know God's sometimes you'll have a little different direction maybe he wants to use some things to bless you through that series and so I, I encourage you to tune in to that you know, if you're having trouble finding purpose and you're having trouble finding direction for your life, and we're talking about purpose and the call of God on your life, you know, and you can watch that on or listen to that on Wednesdays, and I believe that it'll encourage you and help you to get on direction with your life this uh, Wednesday. I believe we're talking about. Uh, how to know uh, what the purpose of God is for you, you know, and talking about what to look for to find your purpose. And uh, that's a message I definitely wouldn't want to miss if I'm working hard towards fulfilling God's destiny. For my life, so you might check that out this Wednesday as we put that out for you. Praise the Lord. Well, you know this is Sunday, so we're talking about some different things right now. We're just kind of we're not in a series. We're just letting the Holy Spirit lead us and letting Him decide what we're going to talk about this Sunday. So I feel like I have uh, some I have some direction from the Lord today, and we're going to talk about what He's put on my heart this morning. And so you know you can catch us live on Wednesdays uh, when we're doing it live there. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central, and then of course on Sundays. uh, Seldom do I miss a Sunday. About 4 p.m. Sometimes I'm a little bit late. Uh, like today, you know, you might be a little bit late. Like I say, I like to say I don't have a worship group and <laughs> I don't have a choir and I don't have uh, other people helping me. So sometimes I'm running a little close, but 4 p.m. Central time is right around there is usually what we try to do on Sundays. Praise the Lord. And, you know, if I'm running a little bit late, just kind of be patient. I'll be on there just as soon as possible for you. And if you want to catch the live service on Podbean, but if you can't catch a live service and, and you want to listen to the the messages, hey, there's no problem. You can listen to the broadcast on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, Podbeam, TuneIn off Alexia, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer, Pandora, Amazon Music, Verbal, iVox, Audio Junkie, Podchaser, Player FM, Samsung, ports on YouTube, this video should be out for today's message uh, should be out. we try to put them out by 9 o'clock if there's any reason it's past that it's usually YouTube's fault it takes a little bit long to process sometimes and uh, but uh, usually it's out by 9pm and so you can check out that video on YouTube at 9pm uh, central standard time all these things are each central time so wherever you're listening around the world you know you have to kind of clock that or kind of figure that out, uh, the hours out there for what's, what uh, time it is for you but it is central standard time is what it is and so you want to check that out praise the Lord or central time and so and of course so i didn't mention we are we're on boom play too that's another one that we're on so you can check us out on boom play and that's what i think that's our newest one so you can check us out there if you'd like to my favorite i would have to say is uh, <laughs> i was trying to remember what it was called what is that one um uh, where did that go I'm trying to think of what that's called. It's uh, the one where the uh, you can listen to books, too. Uh, we are on, uh, what is that called? Audiobooks. But anyway, it's, there's one that we're on with audiobooks, and they also have podcasts on there. And it'll come to me here pretty soon. But it, basically, you can check us out at all these different places there. Sorry to slow us down there a little bit. But, but you know, I'm, I'm available on different places. You can check it out. I'm, basically, I tell you that, you know, you don't have to download an app or get a different app. You can basically use just about something on your phone, Uh, so you can check us out on all those different places and I believe it'll be a blessing to you and encourage you that's what we're here for is to be a blessing to help you grow spiritually encourage you you know one thing I was telling my wife earlier I remember I was my pastor you know he he didn't I don't remember everything he said to me when I was younger but I remember how he encouraged me so much you know and you know People that are new in the Lord, they need so much encouragement, you know. I know when I was a baby, you know, and or my kids when they were babies, I remember when they were trying to walk and they are trying to fulfill their spiritual, or as they were growing, trying to, <laughs> to do their destiny. <laughs> trying to think of how to say that as they were growing there, you know, that uh, you know it takes a lot of encouragement. You want to encourage them to walk. You want to encourage them to do the things that they do. You want to encourage them to be themselves and fulfill their destiny that God has for their lives. And so, you know, you think about the encouragement it takes just for a child. We got spiritual children that need to be encouraged all the time. You know, they constantly have challenges in the spiritual walk, learning things and trying to grow spiritually. That's why you don't want to just leave a church if you get aggravated with somebody, because there's people, you know, that are all growing spiritually all around you. And so it's important to be an encouragement, especially you elder people that have been doing this for a long time, to encourage those people that are saved and they're growing spiritually. Because people are getting saved and growing spiritually all the time. And we need to be encouraging to those people around us and be a blessing to us. And I've said it before, you know, but the fivefold ministry, you know, they're there to encourage you, you know. We're supposed to be people of encouragement the pastor, the teacher, the prophet, you know. We're supposed to be edifying to what the scripture says, and that's encouraging other people. And we want to do that for people around us and be a blessing to our world and be encouraging to them. Praise the Lord. Can I, did I say encouraging enough? <laughs> I think I said it a few times, but we want to be that for people around us. Praise the Lord. So we're going to get into our Bible. Grab your Bible. Get your tablet. Get your phone. I hope that you're pumped up today. Are you ready today? Are you thrilled about the word? Somebody get thrilled about the word. Get excited right there where you're at, you know. God's word is life, right? You know, maybe you're today, you're you're tired, you know, and maybe you feel tired right there where you're at and you're listening to this and you're just trying to get through your day, you know, let the life of God's word in, be injected into you, you know, and he'll quicken your spirit and encourage you right there where you're at. If you'll let him do that, he'll make you be, he'll make you get through the day and help you to be encouraged with a supernatural power and he'll help you to get on with your destiny and to fulfill what God has for your life. He, well, This takes one rhema word, doesn't it? Just one word can change your circumstances, can change what's happening in your life. All it takes is one word. Did you realize that? You know, the whole earth is held up by one word. Did you know the light in the sky is held up by one word? Think about that today. God's words are medicine to your soul, right? They're life to your body. And it's important that you let His Word encourage you right there where you're at. Help it to be the Word that you need this week. Listen for that Word, whatever the Holy Spirit's saying to you, what He's speaking to you today. You know, let that Word change your life and encourage your being today. You know, maybe you're depressed and you're down. Let it... Let that light that's coming in your soul encourage your spirit today if you'll let the word of God do that for you. He wants to be life to your bones and your flesh and he wants to be vision to your heart and to give you dreams and a focus of your life if you'll let him do that for you today. Do you believe that? Are you ready for that today? You know, you know. Before we even start, you need to be at the right place, don't you? Before we even get into the word, you need to be in the right, you know, right mind and right spiritual place as we start this message. Praise the Lord. Get yourself encouraged right there where you are. Stir up your spirit. Praise the Lord. God wants to do something in you. He wants to do something for you in your world today, if you'll let Him do that today. Praise the Lord. So let's get into the word. Let's pray first, Father. We just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy today. We thank you, Father, for your, your, your word today, Father, and your spirit, Father. We thank you for all that you're doing for us. You're taking care of our families and taking care of us. Our needs are met, Father. Lord, even if we, we're looking around and things don't look good, they're about to look good. They're starting to look better every day. Our life, our path is getting brighter and brighter And you're bringing us into a better place every day, praise the Lord. And we just thank you, Father, for your spirit and your power today, changing lives that are listening. Burdens are being removed and yokes are being destroyed. Now, I, I see depression coming off some people, sadness, and some people are getting encouraged today. Even as I'm speaking right now, they're already getting. I haven't even started the message, and they're getting encouraged today, Father. And I just thank you, Father. Though there's some people coming out of darkness that are bound right now, Father, you're freeing them right now in Jesus' name, Father. We just thank you, Father, for that. Devil, let them go right now in Jesus' name. And Father, we just thank you for them being set free for who the Son says. That's free is free indeed. And we just thank you they're free right now in Jesus' name. Amen. We just thank you, Father, for that. You that's listening is getting free, you just run, jump, shout, whatever you got to do, take your freedom right now in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. And we just thank you, Father, for it in advance, Father. And we just thank you for what you're doing in them today, Father. We give you the praise and glory for it. And as we get into the word, Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit be our teacher and be our help be our standby, flood us with light, help us to see some things we've never seen before, help burns to be removed and yokes to be destroyed today. In Jesus' name, help people get direction that don't have direction. Help us, uh, help them not to leave without getting what they need today. And Father, we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name, Father. If I could reach through the audio and I could reach through the camera, Father, Lord, I, I would reach out and grab them and shake them and say, hey, God's got something for you. He's got something special he's wanting to do for you. In Jesus' name, and we just thank you, Father, for you. You're shaking them today, awakening some peoples that are asleep, Father, and seeing that you got a destiny and a purpose for them. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, we're going to get started here. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's go ahead and get in the Word. We thank you, Father, for being so good to us. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Alright, well, we're going to be talking today, I uh, wasn't planning on talking about this, uh, the other day the Lord was showing me some things in the spirit, and I was uh, praying with some people, and uh, I was talking to my wife the other day, and I saw the title of this book, you know, and I went looking for the book, and I had the book, I hadn't even read the book, but I had this book here by Richard Roberts, the title of it, and I was thinking about the title, haven't read the book, like I said, it's called, If You're Going Through Hell, Don't Stop, you see that title there? You might want to read it. You might like it. I don't know. I hadn't read it, but uh, the title kind of got me. <laughs> you know, you know. maybe today you're going through some challenging circumstances, and you, you're trying to get through them, you know, and maybe in your world of hell, it might be a tough challenge, and things you're going through that are really, really challenging, you know. God wants to bring you through that. He wants to help you come through it, but you got to let him help you. They come through that circumstance, and you, to you, it's the worst circumstance you may have been under. It might be the most difficult time you've ever gone through, but God wants to help you come through. And thinking about this book here, I remember when I got it, I actually was at um, uh, Richard Roberts' uh, studio there when he was on Oral Roberts' campus. I know they're still doing their show. I don't know if it's still there, but me and my wife were there. And they were handing this book out free. They, I got two copies of it. I don't know if my wife got one. Or I got I got one, but we got two copies of it. And uh, I never we were there. And I remember him talking about you know at that period of time how he was going through so many things. His father had passed away, and uh, he had to take over or, or Oral Robert's University. You know, and that's a lot of responsibility. Think about that. You know, that whole university and. All the the things to keep it going, and you know, lots of things on his mind. And at the time, as I remember, it was under quite a bit of debt. And he had to keep going. And he was talking about how the Lord was helping him. He was talking about the steps the Lord was giving him to help him to come through that time, you know. And it's powerful to think about, you know, he, he kept going through that time. God worked out some things and he's still going today. But, you know, he didn't quit. You know, he actually looks like one of the happiest people in the world. I saw him recently, you know, today, you know. But what if he had stopped, you know? And what if he, he might have cost everything, lost everything, you know, and it affected many other people, not just himself. But he kept going and trying to fulfill what God called him to do. Maybe you're under a lot of pressure today. Maybe it's not all stuff that had to do with you and other people caused it. But you know, God will come by and help you to have the grace and the strength to come through this time if you'll let Him help you come through the time. God wants to help you. Have you ever been going through something and you try to take it that can take you to the breaking point? You know, I've been there before. Believe you me, <laughs> something that can take you to the breaking point. You know, something extreme. And you find out how good God's grace is and how good his power is in those circumstances. It's amazing. You know, and you can either call, let those circumstances push you in a bad way or you can let those circumstances push you in a good way. It depends on what you're going to decide. You know, God's looking to you to see what decision you're going to make, you know. And he's going to give you the grace and the strength to come through it. But you have to decide to let him help you come through it. You know, you you look at Apostle Paul, how many times he he talks about how his grace and his power and how his grace is sufficient for you, you know, and his grace is sufficient for you, even in the darkest moments of your life. Maybe you're somewhere today and you think nobody hears me. Nobody has any idea what I'm going through. You might even be telling other people and they still don't hear you. But God hears you. And he knows what you're going through, and his grace is sufficient for you. And he'll help you to come through that circumstance. There's, there's not a circumstance he can't bring you through. There's not a dark time he can't bring you through. There's nothing too hard for him to fix. He's God, and God can fix every circumstance. It doesn't matter what it looks like today for you or how dark it is today for you. You say, well, Jeremiah, you have no idea what I'm going through today. If you would only have to go through some of the things I've gone through, you don't know what all I've had to go through, go through. But, you know, God's grace is sufficient to bring you through, praise the Lord. You know, if it's bigger than God, then we all need to quit serving him, Right. He's a God that can help everybody at one time. He's big enough to handle your circumstances, right? He's a God that can fix your circumstances, my circumstances, somebody else's circumstances, all at once because he's a big God, amen? And he wants to help you right there where you're at. You know, we don't call him God for no reason. He's God because he can handle it all. And he can help you right there where you're at today, praise the Lord. You're not alone. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. And he's always faithful. Say that with me. He's always faithful to me. You might need to say that again. He's always faithful to me. God is faithful. Amen. He's faithful to you. Right there where you're at today. You say, well, Jeremiah, you just, I'm about at the place and I'm about to quit. Well, you know, you, you've stepped into the right place today. <laughs> Amen. You know? And everybody's been in that way. You're, you're not the only one that's ever felt like they wanted to quit. Or you, you're not the only one that's ever felt like, hey, I, I have too much going on in my life. No, we've all faced that, you know, in different degrees. We've all faced that. But God's grace is sufficient. He'll recharge you. He'll encourage you, and he, he won't leave you out there, you know, all by yourself. He'll, he sent me here to come get you and help you to be encouraged right there where you're at today. Amen. You get up. You fulfill what he's called you to do. You know, don't, don't get cast to the side. Let the Holy Spirit come by and give you his strength and his power and his presence to get you back up again and thrilled about life. Amen. He wants to do some wonderful things in you praise the lord not not that person over there and not that person over here you know he wants to do something in you you know don't look at someone else is what i'm trying to say he wants to do something in you you say well he he does it for this person he does it for that person you know, no, he's not a respecter of persons he does it for you and he does it for me he he wants to do it evenly for everybody he's a good good god amen so, I don't know what the challenge is, but God wants me to talk to you about that today. And as a matter of fact, he told me a specific story He wanted me to talk about today, and I was going to tell you about it here. I heard a story about a gentleman, you know, he he was a minister, and he went over to see Lester Summerall, you know, he was supposed to speak at his church, you know. And uh, he went over to speak with him. He's riding in a car with his, uh, I believe it was his kids, over to to go speak for the, at the church there with Lester and Summerall. As I remember the story, and he goes over there, you know, and he'd heard that his uh, TV station, Lester Summerall's TV station, had been burnt down, you know, and he and he was like, "Wow, man, that whole thing got burnt down." He's talking to his kids, you know, and uh, he was he was he, as I remember, he was talking to. Uh, some of his kids there in the car on the way over there and he he wanted to know what the reaction of lester summerall was (laughs) he said what did he what did he do when he found out that the whole tv station had been burnt down what did he say what did he do you know if you don't know who lester summerall is he's a well-known minister you know and he's touched many lives with the lord's help around the world Great teacher, you know, and he's he's taught for many years. You can look him up on the Internet, but he's a, a very anointed minister of God, and he's had a great impact on the world that we live in today. Well, you know, uh, Lester Summerall, he, they said they told him, said, Daddy, you know, the, the TV studio got burnt down, <laughs> you know. And, and uh, I believe it was called, uh, let's see, broadcasting is what the name of the TV station was or yeah, well, the name of the TV station was there, and uh, he he looked at them, you know, and they, they were like looking to see what he would say, you know, and he said, well, okay, rebuild it. He didn't say anything else. <laughs> he said, rebuild it. <laughs> and, you know, maybe today that needs to be your attitude today, you know. Maybe you've gone through challenges. Maybe even it looks like everything's knocked down, everything's burned up, and all your circumstances all look horrible. Well, you know, maybe the Lord's coming to you to say, rebuild it, you know. Not get sad and, you know, pull your hair out and throw, throw yourself on the bed for five hours, you know, or go outside and kick all the trees, you know. Maybe you just need to stand up with the Lord's help and say, and rebuild it, amen, whatever it is. Whatever it is on your heart, you know, where the devil's tried to knock down or He's kicked you out of, or calls you not to fulfill. You know, rebuild it. Maybe it's a relationship, or maybe it's a maybe it's a business, maybe it's a church. You know, maybe maybe it's something that you know that you've got on your heart that God's put in your heart. You know, rebuild it. You know, and that, the Lord was telling me that. Remind me of that story this morning. Rebuild it. You know, if you don't get anything else from this message, remember the Lord's saying: rebuild the circumstance, whatever it is. Whatever you're going through, He wants you to rebuild and He wants you to fulfill what God's called you to do. Praise the Lord, Amen. Well, we're going to be talking a little bit about Nehemiah today, and if you don't know much about Nehemiah, Nehemiah is a very interesting person. You know, in the Bible, you know, he wasn't he wasn't a king, <laughs> he wasn't an apostle, he wasn't a prophet. No, he, Nehemiah he was actually a cupbearer. Is what he was. And, uh, and before he went to do what he had to do and and uh, he he was a cupbearer and what he did is he checked the drinks here to make sure that they weren't poisonous for the king you know he wanted to make sure that the king uh, had something good to drink i think in this world today i think that would probably apply for some people uh, you know but he, he was checking to make sure it wasn't poisoned or anything wrong with the drinks you know he had a special job an important job you know his responsibilities cupbearer speaks volumes about his honesty his integrity his loyalty, and his trustworthiness. Think about that today. He was a person, you know, that he had had to have integrity. you got to trust him with your drink. You know, can you imagine being a king and you're having to trust him with your drink? You know, everybody hates you, and this is the guy that's going to test your food and your drink. Pretty important person, wasn't he? To make sure everything's going to be okay, you know, and that really that was his job, is to make sure everything's going to be all right. Well, maybe today, you know, today you need to hear that word, Let's think about that. I was talking to my wife earlier. You know, some people just need to know everything's going to be all right. And I think that's a word for somebody today. Everything is going to be okay. I don't know what you're going through, what challenge you're facing today, but everything's going to be okay. Amen. God's going to make it work out. It's going to be better than it was before because that's the way he is and every good and perfect gift comes from above and he always makes things better. You know, he likes to leave his mark. (laughs) He's God and he likes to leave his mark. You know, he don't like it to be just like it was. He wants it to be better and it's going to be all right and he's going to make it better because he's a good, good father. Well, you know, Nehemiah, he he was a person of honesty, integrity, loyalty, and trustworthiness and he had a vision you know he wanted to rebuild the wall there and is and he wanted to make he wanted to rebuild they were rebuilding the temple and he wanted to rebuild the wall of course we know that uh, Israel was in captivity by the Babylonians there you know for about 50 years after their captivity they ended up going and reestablishing three, he used three people in the book of Nehemiah to re-reestablish them there in Israel and it's interesting because he used Nehemiah, though, to rebuild the wall that had been taken down and been, they had gaps in the wall, which caused some pretty severe problems, you know, because they had people from the outside coming into the, the inside the wall. And uh, it was causing people to get married inside those walls, the, the people they shouldn't be getting married to outside the walls. It was causing the two communities to, to be, they come in together, is what was happening, you know. Then, matter of fact, even during this time, they, they were telling them that they had to quit being married to people outside the wall. And they actually, some people ended up divorcing certain people and had them put outside that wall. Well, you know, ne- Nehemiah comes and he's got a vision. He's going to build this wall. <laughs> You know, and then we have some people listening today. Do you have some vision? You know, you're going to rebuild. You're going to make it better. You're going to do it better than it was before. And you got some vision. You got some dreams. You know, you're going to fulfill what God's put on your heart. Well, Nehemiah was going to do that. He wanted to rebuild this wall. So we're going to look at Nehemiah, the fourth chapter, the sixth verse there. And we're going to read down through that. We're going to be taking some points out of Nehemiah today, that I think will be a blessing to your life and encourage you. If you're going to have a vision and a dream today, these are some points I think that will specific points from this this particular chapter that I think that will help you today. Praise the Lord. Nehemiah the fourth chapter, the sixth verses. So we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height. For the people worked with all their heart. I like that. Isn't that beautiful? They worked with all their heart. The seventh verse is, but when Sabbath and uh, Tabiah and uh, Arabs and Amorites and uh, the people of Eshdot uh, heard that the repairs to the Jerusalem walls had gone ahead and that the gaps were being closed, they were very angry. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. But we prayed to our God who posted a guard day and night to meet their, his threat. The 10th the verse says, Meanwhile, the people in Judea said the strength of the laborers is giving out. And there is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. The 11th verse says, also, our enemies said, before they know it and see us, we will ride right, right there among them and we'll kill them and put an end to the work. Then the Jews who lived near them came and told us 10 times over. I like that. Came and told us 10 times over wherever you turn, they will attack us. Isn't that encouragement? 10 times over, they told them wherever you t- we turn. They're going to attack us. The 13th verse says it like this. It says, Therefore I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places, posting them by families with their swords and spears and bows. After I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles and officials and the rest of the people, Don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome, and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. The 15th verse, says, "...and when our enemies heard that we were aware of their plot and that God had frustrated it, we all turned to the wall, each to our own work." The, sixth, the 16th verse says, "...from that day on, half of the men did the work, while the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows, and armor. The officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah." powerful thing about we're going to look at some of these things in in these verses that i I see that are really powerful praise the lord but you know when you have a vision and you have a dream and you're rebuilding your your whatever it is today if you're building a business or you're building a, a church or you're rebuilding a ministry for god you know you've got to have certain things that you that you uh, that you implement into that vision, that dream that you need to be thinking about. And we're going to talk about a few of them today. Lots of things to say when it comes to vision. I have many series on that. I have many things on that, talking about dreams. I have a whole series on dreams. But, you know, we're going to talk about some specific things today. And I think that are important that you, need, that you really need to think about with your life when it comes in regards to rebuilding, praise the Lord. Number one, they rebuild them with all their heart. I like that. Isn't that good? It's important when you're you're going after whatever it is, you know, and whatever you're rebuilding, you have to go at it with all your heart. You know, you can't get up one day and say, I'm going to do this, and and then tomorrow I'm not going to do it, you know, or I'm not going to do this all week, and, you know, I'm going to do other stuff. No, if you're going to rebuild something for the Lord, you've got to be a person that paces himself, and you've got to be a person that's willing to apply themselves regularly. Now, I didn't say every day because we do need to rest you know, at certain times and things like that, but you still have to be mentally aware of it all the time. Whatever you're trying to rebuild in your life, you have to be mentally aware of what you're doing. You say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, the Bible talks about when he he told, uh, uh, he was talking to him, he said, meditate Joshua dead, day and night in the word. It's because he, he knew his thoughts were important when it was to, uh, fulfilling the task that God had given him. You know, he, he knew that he had to keep his mind thinking about what he was going to do to fulfill God's purpose, you know, and you have to keep that vision in your heart, you know, and the only one that can do that is going to be you. You have to meditate on the right things and you have to have a picture of it in your heart. Uh, You know, it's important even to put a picture up on your wall if you can or something that you're looking at visually guys are impacted visually that's the you know, especially men, you know, and that's why we have so much that tries to impact us visually with so many things of the enemy, you know, because we're visually we we're impacted by what we see. And it's important that you even have a picture or whatever you're trying to accomplish, you see it in your spirit and have even a natural picture in your heart, you know, a blueprint of what you're trying to fulfill for God, you know. But I like how it says it here that they rebuilt it with all their heart. You know, you have to have a passion about it. You know, if you're if you get up tomorrow and you don't think about it, then you're probably not gonna fulfill the dream that God has for your life. You have to purpose that I'm gonna put this thing in front of me. We have a world of distractions right now, you know, and what the what the enemy's trying to do is keep you from fulfilling anything. You know, he tries to keep you watching fifteen YouTube videos. Did I say that you have 15 YouTube videos or get you distracted on something else, you know, and watching Netflix all night long or, or, you know, or even, you know, doing just thing. You could even be doing good things, but they're not the right things. Did you hear me there? You could be doing good things, but they're not the right things. You know, remember Martha, you know, and Mary. You know, one sat at the feet of Jesus and the other one was cooking, you know, and it's important that you're focused on the good, the things that God wants you to be focused on, but, but you want to be focused on the right things. What's right for you. And it may not be right for everybody else around you. Think about that today. You know, you know, I'm doing what God's called me to do and I have to focus on what he's called me to do all the time. And, you know, I have to be focused on that. You know, now Jimmy down the street, he might be focused on another thing. Maybe he's building a business. You know, and I can't be focused on that thing if God's told me to do something else. You know, this keeps you out of arguments. (laughs) It keeps you out of doing a lot of things if you're focused on your thing. You know, you're not out there trying to cause strife and other challenges because you're doing the thing God called you to do. And so it's important that you're focused on the right things, but you're doing it with all your heart, you know. Half-hearted stuff doesn't turn out good. Half-hearted stuff isn't stuff that represents God well. You want to make sure that you're putting all your heart into whatever you do for God. So they did it with all their heart. And said a half-committed attitude will not get it done. And we have to have a full-committed attitude. You have to settle it in your heart too, which is really important. You know, I remember uh, Brother Hagen. He has a uh, Hagen Junior. I think yeah, Hagen Junior. He has behind his desk is saying it says Victory or Death. <laughs> I like that statement, you know. Now, I'm not encouraging you to put that behind your desk, you know, but that's what he has behind his de- desk, or victory or death. Think about that today, you know. But that's a wholehearted commitment to winning, isn't it? You know, victory or death, you know. And we have to have a fully committed heart to whatever it is that God's put on your heart, you know. You're either going to accomplish it or you're not. And you have to decide I'm going to accomplish it on a daily basis that was to remind him obviously when he came in his office hey i'm going to fulfill what god's called me to do and to do you good to re- repeat what i just said there on a daily basis i will fulfill what god's called me to do say that with me i will fulfill what god's called me to do amen i remember listening to lynette Hagen, his wife at uh, Raymond. And I remember that, uh, you know, they established the Rhema Bible School. We got Kenneth and Lynette Hagan, this junior, you know, they, they they went to Tulsa and they, they followed their brother Hagan. Brother Hagan went there, you know, to start Rhema and everything. But he really, you know, he needed lots of help to start that Bible school. And, and he called Ken and had Ken come up there to do it, you know, Kenneth Hagan, Jr. And he really, him and his wife really put together that. And they also built the church. But uh, before they came, you know, he was an associate pastor at her at her his wife's church, and uh, and they you know they had to leave a lot of things I'm sure to come up there, and uh, she wanted to make sure it was right, and she said go ahead and go, you know, but I'm going to stay here until I know in my spirit, you know, what is this is what God's called us to do. I need to know not just not just him, but I need to know in my heart, you know. And I, I really valued what she said because she knew that, and she talked about how she knew that she didn't want to be not committed to it like she should. She wanted to take the time and know in her heart that she was committed to the thing. She wanted to make sure that it was the Lord so that she could be committed to what she was wanting to do uh, for God up there. And, and now she runs quite a bit. You know, Brother Hagan Jr. has gotten quite a bit older and she does quite a bit of the work uh, there at the ministry, you know. So if she doesn't have that commitment, you don't want her to. You know, not fulfill that ministry, not to fulfill what it's supposed to do, and uh, so she did that, and she ended up going up there, and she's been with it for years and years and years. But it's important that you know in your heart, not just what you heard from someone else or, you know, what someone else is doing. You need to know in your heart and be committed to what God has called you to do. You know, that commitment will help you when the hard times come. That commitment will keep you in it when when everybody else is going the other direction. You know. And it's important that we fulfill it with all of our heart. I like what it said there in that scripture. He says, they rebuilt the wall and reached half of its height. And for the people worked with all of their heart, you know. And whatever it is, like I say, you know, whatever vision or whatever dream it is he's put in your heart, you know, you need to know from the start and make sure that it's what God's called you to do. That way you, you're not going to walk out on it. You're going to stay with it. And you're going to fulfill what he's called you to do, praise the Lord. You know, because, you know, I've watched my father over years and years and years. He started many, many businesses. He started out with some utotum stores. He's passed away, went to be with the Lord there. But uh, he had uh, utotum stores. He he had uh, linen businesses. Uh, he had, uh, he's ran sub shops, uh, some uh, sub shops that he opened. And then he had some right before he passed away. Many different businesses you know but he would have never had a good business or never fulfilled those businesses or he would have walked out on those businesses if he didn't stick true to him stay true to him you know one business I never forget you know was I believe it was the linen business you know he actually had like six partners with him four somewhere in between four and six partners there with the business and he bought them all out stay committed to the business you know well you know you have to be a person that's committed to do that you know and he ended up selling the business and did really well with selling the business you know and he, but he you have to have a commitment <laughs> to do what what you're doing he obviously was committed to what he did you know you know and you think about paul starting all these churches you know he's got to be committed he's got people that are in opposition all the time challenges that he's going to face all the time You know, this is the regular lifestyle for Paul. You know, he had a ship that went down. You know, he went through all these things, and I'm not going to go through all the things he went through. But, you know, he had to know in his heart he's doing what God's called him to do. I mean, man, I I think just some of those things, maybe just the first few, a lot of people listening, we've probably been like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm out, (laughs) you know. But Paul didn't. He wasn't that way. He knew this is what his life was called to. He knew that he had to be committed with all of his heart to what he was doing. And how many people are committed to their vision with all of their heart? You know, you have to be committed with all of your heart to see it through and to fulfill that vision that God's called you to do. You know, what I do here, you know, to be here regularly, and I've been doing this for some years now, you know, to fulfill it. I've got to be a person that perseveres, and i got to be here and make sure things are edited, things are doing what they're supposed to be doing, you know you had to be a person you gotta get a word from the lord and you, there's no reason to go on if i don't have one of those <laughs> Amen <laughs> to do what i gotta do and how much commitment do you have are you just half-heartedly doing things or, or are you just halfway doing stuff or, you know are you committed to it to doing it right and what god's called you to do and you're not going to leave it no matter what happens you know you have to be committed to whatever he's called you to do number two notice when they started a project or a vision. People get upset, and this is true. You know, you're gonna face people that get upset. I get comments you wouldn't believe. I had one guy not too uh, some time ago. He said, uh, "He said uh, you're just in it for the money." Yeah, that's what I'm in it for is for the money. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm not in it for the money. I'm trying to fulfill what God's called me to do. You know. Had some hateful comments. I remember one time I was doing a YouTube video and a person's just sitting there streaming all kinds of mean things about me all while I'm talking, just streaming all kinds of mean things, pretty much all the way through the message, just all kinds of hateful things, you know? And, you know, you're going to get people upset when you have some vision, especially if you're doing something for God, you know? And uh, you, you have to be a person that's willing to persevere. You know, Paul said, he said, there's a wide door of opportunity, you know, and God's going to present you with an opportunity, a vision, and a dream. You know, he said there's a wide door of opportunity, but he said there's many adversaries that he was letting you know. You know, he said you're going to have to be a person that can persevere. You're going to have to be a person that has a little umph about you, you know. A person that is willing to take whatever flack it is, and whatever challenges it is, and, and whatever it is financially, whatever it is with people, whatever it is that you're dealing with with your equipment or whatever it is, you got to be a person that's willing to persevere through all of the challenges. What you don't have, what you do have, I've heard from many people. You know, you wouldn't believe how many people ask me for money. <laughs> you know, but you know, we all have to believe God and use our faith to trust god in our circumstances you know we have to trust him he's our source for everything he's my source for everything you know and he's your source for everything and trust him before god to help you with your ministry whatever it is you know he'll help you he'll provide for you if it's truly him he's going to make sure that you have everything you need to fulfill what he's called you to do if you're not seeing it working out you might need to be having a talk with him and hey, making sure that you've got the right thing that you committed your heart to, you know, because God's ways, he's going to provide for it. He's going to, you know, I remember when I I first started ministering, you know, I, one of the first churches I went to, I started minister. I was so excited right out of Rhema, you know, and I'm like, all right, I can't wait to minister. Went to minister, I think I did three services there, you know, and I wasn't even expecting any money <laughs> at the time, you know you know and as soon as i say money i have people tune out it's amazing you know because money bothers people when you talk about money it's crazy you know but god does provide for ministers and you know it takes money to do the things god's called you to do and you have to have money to do it you know i mean to provide for your family and make sure that you're getting the the gospel that costs money you know some people act like it's free but it costs money to do what God's called you to do. I remember, you know, I'm like, I wasn't even expecting any money. I was just excited so much to minister. I was thrilled, you know, and then they handed me a check for a good size check. I was like, wow, you know, but it was like God was telling me, hey, I'm going to provide for you when you're doing what I called you to do. I'm going to take care of you Doing what I called you to do, you know. And then I remember, you know, starting, we went to youth, we did a youth ministry, you know, and God paid for us each month as we did there, you know, and we helped us provide us with different jobs and things like that. And then we started church, you know, and God's man, I mean, it was amazing how the money started coming in and took care of all the bills for the church, you know, as we started that, you know. I mean, even all the way up to the end, God took care of that church, you know, when I was there. And, you know, God provides what he calls for. He's faithful to provide for, you know. If he's not providing for what you're you're doing, then you need to check and make sure it's something from the Lord. He's a God that provides for what he calls for, praise the Lord. He's a God that takes care of his stuff. (laughs) Amen. Amen. You know, and he'll show you how to do stuff and show you how to work out stuff, you know, but you have to seek him. And you have to be committed with all of your heart. Praise the Lord. Amen. So you're going to upset some people, though, when you start to do this. You know, it's amazing. People with vision seem to really impact other people. It's crazy, you know, how it impacts other people. And the reason why I think it impacts other people is because it makes them take a look at themselves. You know, when you start to do something for the Lord, it, it causes them to look at themselves and see what they're really doing for the Lord. Or if they don't have any vision it makes them look at their life and see if they have any vision. And it's upsetting to people because a lot of people don't have vision. I remember talking to a lady I was working with, and I was actually doing ministry things, and she was too. And I asked her, you know, what, what what's your dream and what's your vision? And she said, I would have done this and I would have done that years ago. But she basically had lost her vision, lost her dream. You know, and it, it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. You can still fulfill what God's called you to do. Don't let something talk you out of a dream or circumstances talk you out of vision. You know, you know God wants you to have a dream and a vision. That's part of your hope. That he has for you in this life. It's the thing that gets you thrilled about life every morning. And you start working towards that. God's going to talk to you more and more about it. As you take the steps he tells you to take. He'll talk to you more and more. I find him talking to me more and more as I do what he tells me to do than anything else. He talks to me about what he wants me to do. you know. And he's trying to get people saved all around the world. And he loves it when you're a part of that. He, he gets thrilled about when you get thrilled about what he's thrilled about he wants people saved he's trying to take the take them from hell and trying to get people saved make their lives better and help them to grow spiritually that's what he wants for people he wants them to have a better life and he wants to use you to reach out to touch those people you know he said well jeremiah i don't know if i could do that i, I don't have the boldness or i don't know if i could step out and do that don't, don't worry about that let him help you to do that and give you the boldness and the The area that you need to be in because you may not fit in certain areas, but you'll fit in the area that God wants you to fit in because he's a good God and he'll place you in the perfect place of the puzzle that perfectly fits for you. He's a good father that way and he knows what you're good at and you don't do anything alone. We need each other. We all have to have each other to make the thing work the way it needs to work for God. We work together and you need to know the area that you're supposed to be in so you can fulfill what God's called you to do so some people will get upset you know when it comes to dreams and vision It makes them feel insecure about their situation I mean, especially if they have a really bad situation It really upsets them because they realize how you're going after something good, you know And God hasn't an expected in for you. Jeremiah talks about how he hasn't expected in for you He has a place that he wants you to be He hasn't expected in for you, you know now these people that aren't saved you know They're going to be frustrated with you They're going to get upset because you have some dream And some vision <clears throat> For God But you know, thank goodness you committed with all your heart <laughs> Amen, like Nehemiah did to this wall You have to commit to all your heart You know, and you're going to have people Outside your wall, outside your vision That are going to have their opinions And what they have to say And, and you have to decide Hey, I'm committed all the way, praise the Lord angry about things. I remember specifically this story about this person was talking about how they lost weight. Then I remember when I first lost weight, you know, not too too long ago. Or I remember I first started working out. I wasn't I didn't have to work out for years and years and years, but now I'm at the place I have to work out. I got to a good friend that tries to help me, brother in Christ, he's trying to help me. He's texting me, checking to make sure I'm working out and, and stuff like that. i got to get back on the wagon. I've kind of fallen off the wagon. i get back on it. Hopefully I get back on this week. But he's he's checking up on me. He's making sure. Hey, you, you know, he even said the other day, he said, I, I, do I have to come over there? You know, <laughs> he's trying to make sure that I'm taking care of myself and my health. I appreciate that. I really do. But, uh, you know, and you need to be in check about certain things. You know, my wife keeps me in check, too, you know. And you've got to be in check about certain things. Get yourself around some people that help you keep in check so you're fulfilling that vision God has for your life, praise the Lord. Well, you know, and uh, I remember, you know, losing weight, you know, and some people, they get frustrated with that, you know, and other people are encouraged by your vision. Some people get frustrated, you know. I mean, if you're losing weight, you're getting thin and you're getting muscles, you know, it's going to frustrate those that are heavy (laughs) because they want to be They want to get healthy and they want to look good, you know, but they're not motivated like you are, you know, and people that are motivated to do something about their circumstances rather than just settle for anything else. It's going to frustrate some people around them, you know, they make a mad mouth. They'll talk things that they shouldn't say, and it's all because of their insecurity with themselves. Because they don't have something they're excited about. And they don't have a vision for what they're supposed to be fulfilling in Christ. Well, you know, I'm losing weight, looking good. And i never forget this guy. He's like, how are you doing this, you know? I said, well, this is what I do. This is the diet that I do, you know, and everything. He's like, wow, you know. Because he was inspired, you know. And I'd seen him later in life, you know. And we still were friends, you know. But, you know, it inspires people and encourages people around you. You're going to have a good impact on some people. But you're also going to have a bad impact on others, you know, and it's important that you're willing to take the good and the bad, but fulfill what God's called you to do, not be impacted. Remember, Joseph went through this. Joseph, you know, he comes and tells everybody about his vision. He's pumped up. He saw some things, thrilled about his dream, and then he gets thrown into a pit, sold off into slavery. (laughs) You know, the people were upset upset and frustrated, you know. You know, it's interesting, you know, I was listening to somebody talk about uh, it was actually they were talking about a guide, you know, who took him through that area where he actually was sold and thrown in the pit. You know, if he hadn't been thrown in that pit in that specific place, you know, he wouldn't have, the people wouldn't have saw him that picked him up and traded him to do the things that they wanted to trade him for. And he wouldn't have been where he had supposed to have been. You know, it's amazing. You know, when you're going through circumstances and challenges, how God He orchestrates things. Even when you're going through challenges to get you where you need to go, (laughs) he knows right beyond what's going to happen. He foresees it before you get there. Amen. And he wants to make sure you're at the place you want to go. You know, the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And, you know, and he's ordering your steps more than you even know. My wife likes to talk about and I encouraged her to write a book on pathways. You know, pathways, and God has pathways for you. He's got places he wants you to be, you know. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, you know. Why would he order them if he didn't have somewhere he wanted you to go? Pathways, steps that he has for you that he wants you to fulfill. Well, you know, on that journey, you may face some obstacles, and you have to be committed to the dream and the vision and the rebuilding of what you're trying to rebuild, you know, and not walk away from it, you know, and so you can f- see its full potential. You know, you think about when they built that, uh the Tower of Babel, you know, they had to be committed to that thing all the way to the top, you know. And God said if they hadn't, if he hadn't stopped them, they would have built that thing into the heavens, <coughs> you know, people determined, people seeing where they wanted to go and they're going to get there, you know the strength it may have took and the might that it may have took to do all of the, the building that they had to do, but they were determined man to fulfill what God has for them. You know, and it's important that we're determined like that and we don't let anything keep us from fulfilling what God has for our lives. Number three, you will have to be a person of prayer concerning the project and your vision. We notice here in the ninth verses says, but we prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. You know, if you're going to fulfill what God wants you to do and rebuild what God wants you to do, you got to be a person that's willing to sit on the wall and pray, right? you got to be a person of prayer, you know. This is why projects don't get done that God gives to people. This is why they don't stay fulfilled that God has for what they're wanting to fulfill. You know, they don't stay fulfilled because they may have been praying for some time and they didn't stay determined in that area. You know because of the distractions we talked about earlier and they got distracted you know oh we've done this one well, now we can take a break you know no you've got to be a person that stays at the wall and is a person of prayer amen it says and we prayed to our God and posted to guard day and night to meet this threat are you daily and nightly ready for threats prayerfully ready for threats that the enemy throws against you you know to try to stop you from rebuilding You know you got to be determined To rebuild you know in your life And you got to be determined To keep that vision and that Dream that God has for you And you're going to have to be a person that day and night prays. you know I remember not to, uh, Not too long ago When my father passed away It was really tough when he passed away But that was one of the toughest years of my life And the reason why it was tough is because Of a lot of things that happened regarding him Him passing away you know Oh, I was excited for him going to be with the Lord. He had lots of health things that he was dealing with, and it was just wonderful to see him go to be with the Lord because he dealt with these things all of his life, you know. But uh, the th- the challenges that were faced after he passed away, they were really a challenge, uh, as I remember, you know, and I don't want to get into all the details of those things. But as we worked through those challenges, me my brother and my family trying to work through those challenges the, and the things that he had we had to sum up for him when he passed away, uh, you know it we i had to be a person of prayer you know i mean because it was affecting all kinds of circumstances and uh, so we were, i had to be a person that stood at the wall and prayed you know to, as we took care of the things and brought the things through you know you've got to be a person of prayer when you're rebuilding again you know and uh, you gotta be a person that's a, a person that's determined to get that wall up and at all costs to build the things and The dream, you know, and be prayerfully about it, you know, and it's like I say with this podcast, even I've got to be a person here in the spirit. I've got to know what he's saying on a regular basis. No one wants to listen to somebody do a routine thing, (laughs) you know, no, they want to hear from God, you know, they turn this on, they want to hear from the father. And so I've got to be a person listening to the Holy Spirit, you know, and we have to be that way on our lives and hearing what he wants us to do on a daily basis, you know, getting the direction that we need on a daily basis, you know, your faith adventure that you're doing yourself prepares you for bigger things later, you know, you know, maybe you're believing, you know, it's amazing to me, you know, people think, well, you shouldn't believe for stuff and you shouldn't believe for a nicer home or believe for cars or, Whatever you're believing for, those are just, those are things that are going to not be here very long. We're going to meet the Lord in the air. But they are things to build your faith, you know. You're trusting him for this, and you're trusting him for that, and for food. It's building your faith. And when you're good at that, you can believe those things for other people and tr- use your faith, you know. Help them to get some food. Help them to have a place to come when they're hurting and they can't believe for themselves and grow spiritually you know, you're building your faith on a regular basis, you know, so you had to be a person of prayer throughout all the circumstances. You're trusting God, you know, for the things that you're needing for this project, what you're trying to accomplish, you know, you've got to be a person of prayer, you know. And you need to have a petition, the petitions that you're believing God for, you know, I remember as a youth pastor, you know, when I was, uh, believing God for the certain things, I didn't have anything, you know, and I, I made a list and didn't have money either. And he, well, he told me, he said, when I took the job, he says, you can't do a bean, you can't do bean dinners and raise food, <laughs> raise money. He said, just come to me. He said, but, uh, you, you know, we're not going to do any of that type of thing, you know, and. So I knew right away it's going to be my faith or I ain't going to get anything for these youth, you know. And we, we, I made a list and started believing God for all the things to come in. And, man, I tell you, God just started working out circumstances and bringing the things in that I needed, you know. Well, you know, how do I know what I'm looking for if I don't have a list? How do I know what God's bringing in and I should take advantage of what's coming this way if I don't have a list and know what I'm looking for to be coming in, you know. And you have to be a person of prayer and petitions and, and trusting God and, and facing your enemy in prayer and all these things. Be it on the wall, right? Day and night to make sure this project comes to fast. The person on the wall can see if, we're, if everything's getting built and what we're believing for here. If the enemy's coming in circumstances, you know, he can see these things. And so it's important to be up on the wall and be a person of prayer night, and day praise the lord amen amen you've got to be a person of vision and prayer to fulfill rebuilding again the fourth verse or the fourth point that i have here is to always look at the right things no matter what wow we have to be people that look at the right things no matter what you know how would you keep building if you are looking at negative things we have so many pessimistic people today it's crazy comments going across and pessimistic people mad about this and mad about that and and how do you have any vision if you're not optimistic you've got to keep yourself your spirit up and full of joy so that you're optimistic about the circumstances being a person for optimism optimistic person praise the lord if i can say it right (laughs) and what you're doing you've got to be optimistic you know moses had to face the red sea you had to be determined that things will go well. And he had to look at the Red Sea and say, hey, things are going to work out. <laughs> looking at the Red Sea, you know, and David looking at the giant. He had to see beyond the giant. You have to see beyond the Red Sea, see beyond the giant and be optimistic about it. Amen, that God's going to help you. Joshua and Caleb saw beyond the giants that they had to face in the land, you know. Came back with a good report. And he had a lot of people with a lot of negative reports, and they don't ever try, don't ever step out, won't ever do what God's called them to do. But you know, you have to be a person of optimistic ways. You know, a brother was reminding me the other day that I, the comment that I like to say all the time, how God, and I, I use this a lot when I would pray with people, you know, I'd say, God can work it out more than a million ways. You know, and it's because when I would pray with them, I wanted them to think about you can, you can, God can accomplish this more than what you, your mind's thinking. (laughs) You know, don't limit him to your little pee mind. You know, he has ways of doing things that are way beyond the scope of what you think. And you need to be letting him do it and just looking for that direction and letting him show you that direction to fulfill that God's way of doing things for you. Praise the Lord. You need to be looking for that direction that he's given you. And it may be something right You'll know it. It says he speaks it to you because he'll be a light on that path. But, you know, you need to be looking for that direction that he's trying to have. You know, the Bible talks about he won't put more on you than you can bear, but he also makes a way of escape. It's because he knows all the maps and all the directions, the people that know everything and how he can fix things and who he can work with and you, you can't even imagine how he's going to do things, but he can do it more than a million ways. He has people to work with that you're not even thinking about, you know. He has circumstances that you're not even thinking about, but you need to listen to the Holy Spirit, you know, and directing you. I believe even though when I'm sitting here th- thinking about this, you know, I, I remember a, a story of a gentleman talking about how he's believing on his list for a certain type of car, you know. And uh, it was, for him, It was a a car that was way out of his price range and all these things, you know. And he was like, man, I don't don't know how it's going to pass, but it's just his big dream. And he wanted to put down what God told him to put on his list. And he put that on there, you know, just way out of his capacity to believe for. And uh, let me get a drink here. And uh, it was was beyond what he thought. And that's the problem. (laughs) We're always trying to see how we can do it, but God can do it more than a million ways. He has a way to work it out. Well, his wife just happened to be shopping one day on the internet, just playing around, and she saw that particular car that was on their heart, and it was in another state. She said, okay, well, let's call and check on it. They called and checked. they got have a phenomenal deal on the car. It was their dream car, and God worked it out for them. You know, and God can work things out ways that will blow your mind. And he ended up getting it, and, the, and she's driving that car today, you know. But, you know, we think on such a level that we're not thinking about the million ways that he can do it, you know. You say, well, I don't know if I could get this house. Why can't you get that house? You say, well, I don't, why, I don't know if I can get that property. Why can't you get that property, right? I mean, what is holding you back? Have you looked at all your options? Have you let the Lord lead you and guide you about that, you know? You say, well, I don't know if I'll ever have enough food for the circumstances you're trying to feed many people. You know, why can't you? (laughs) You serve a God that creates everything, creator of heaven and earth, and he has a way of working it out. You just have to listen to the Holy Spirit who knows all things, and he's in you to help you and lead you and guide you to the things that you need to be doing for God. If it's on your heart and you're rebuilding, God will show you how to rebuild and he'll guide and direct you if you let the Holy Spirit help you do that. Praise the Lord! He's not trying to keep you from fulfilling your dreams. He's not trying to keep you from getting done what you're wanting to do. You know, I remember when I went to Bible school. You know, and to me, I didn't see how that was going to happen. <laughs> I was like, "How am I going to do that? I don't have the money. I'm not very good at school, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, and at that time, I hadn't even graduated high school. High school, you know. But I took a step of faith, stepped out you know, and I'm praying, I'm up on the wall praying day and night, you know, just got married. I'm like, how am I going to work this out? Dear Lord. And am I going to look like an idiot? You know, and praying day and night up on the wall, getting direction. And God showed us how to get that first money for the tuition. God showed us how to have monthly income. God showed us jobs throughout the process, you know? You have to get the wisdom of God in the circumstances, you know. And he's wanting to help you. And, he, and we had a good life. We enjoyed it. God worked it out. We had lots of fun. He cares about you having fun. I, let me say that again. He cares about you having fun. He'll make your pathway fun if you let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you in the direction that you need to go. Well, the 11th verse is here, and we are talking about thinking on the, on the things you need to be thinking about, you know in the 11th verse it says it like this is also our enemies said before they know it before they know it and see us we will be right there among them and kill them and put an end to the work then the jews who lived near them came and told us 10 times over wherever you turn they will attack us remember we read that earlier you know told them 10 times wherever you turn they're going to attack us now they could have chose building this wall to think about everybody around them attacking them, you know. And if that if they're doing that, they probably get intimidated. Fear will come in, and they won't go forward anymore. They won't fulfill what God called them to do. It's something about when you, you're staying in prayer and you're staying in His grace. How you, you don't look at those things. You're focused on the Word. You don't look at all of the challenges as much you're putting god up here and you're putting the circumstances way down here and it keeps you above the circumstances when you're focused on god you know jesus did this he went to pray and he'd go up on up on the mountain to pray he gets so high come down walking on the water stayed above the circumstances and the challenges that he was facing you know you don't have to always be down in the circumstances with your thinking. You need to get above, rise in your thinking above the circumstances and in prayer above your circumstances, looking at the right things. You know, the Bible tells us to think on certain things. Did you know that? It says think of things of good report. Did you know that? There's scripture telling us that. To think of things of good report, that means you're not supposed to be thinking about all the negative all the time. You may have to deal with some of the negative, or a lot of negative, you know, but you're not supposed to sit there and feed on it all night long. You're supposed to be putting your mind to the right place and thinking about the things that keep you above your circumstances. And I believe, you know, I'm talking to somebody in particular, you know, you need to make sure you're keeping your mind above the circumstances, you know, and not down in the circumstances all the time. Yeah, you may have to talk about it, but you need to meditate on things that keep you up on the mountain. Get yourself in the place where you're high and walking on the water. Now, I didn't say go do drugs and stuff like that, you know, (laughs) and drinking. I said get high in his word and his presence and walk above the circumstances of life. You have to let him keep you above the circumstances of life, praise the Lord. Amen. And so they told him 10 times, and they're trying to get to him. You know, the enemy will tell you stuff over and over and over trying to get to you, over and over and over trying to get to you, you know, to bring you down and, pull you down and make you think you're not ever going to get this thing built. <laughs> oh man, I got stories for you. You know, he, he'll fight you and talk to you over and over. Not just with yourself, you know, but the enemy's talking to you. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? <laughs> That's the way he seems to talk all the time, you know, when God's saying, Hey, we're going to accomplish this thing. We're going to fulfill this thing. And we're going to do this together, praise the Lord. We're laborers together with him. Well, we have to think on the right things. The 13th verse says, Therefore I stationed some people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places, posting them by families with swords and spears and bows. And after I looked the things over, I stood up and said to the nobles and the officials and the rest of the people, Don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. Isn't that good? where is our mind supposed to be when you're in the battle you got to remember he's great and he's awesome hey, amen i like that you think about that rich mullins song you know my god is an awesome god if you watch his movie it's very interesting you know he was actually going through a challenging time and he needed a good song at that time you know and he kind of getting upset and some frustration you know and then he took it out on somebody as i remember the movie you know and he the next morning you know the person then that person helped him and was providing for him and you know with his uh, music career and everything like that and he felt bad and got up the next morning was mowing his yard and he put that tape awesome god and he'd created that song and he recorded it put the tape in his car and the guy because he needed a good song the guy put it in he's like wow you know and that had a huge impact on his career you know awesome god he's an awesome god Amen. He's awesome in your circumstances. He's awesome in what you're going through. He's awesome. Don't ever let anybody tell you he's not. He's awesome. Amen. He sits up there on the throne, and he's not worried about anything. <laughs> Amen. He's not worried about your little situation, which is little to him. He's not worried about what the devil's trying to pull and attack on people. You know, God, he sits up. There's actually scripture talks about he sits up there and laughs. <laughs> And maybe you need to laugh at your circumstances once in a while. it do you some good just to laugh a little bit, you know, about your circumstances. and Make yourself laugh, you know, about it, you know. And the enemy hates that, you know. He hates it when you laugh and you're not intimidated by him because he, he thinks he, he wants to get to your head. He wants to get all the glory, you know. But, you know, God's not worried about it. He's not stressed about anything the enemy pulls against you. Like I said, he has more than a million ways to work it out. He's not worried in any way or any fashion about you. He's got lots of obedient people. He's got people that will do what he tells them to do in a, a blink of an eye. You know, there's a lot of obedient people, not everybody, but he's got people that will do what he tell, they tell, God tells them to do. And he will he can get somebody there, and he can work out your situation some way. If he has to send an angel, he'll do what he has to do. He can work out the circumstance for you praise the lord amen he's, he says who is great and awesome and fight for your families your sons and your daughters and your wives and your homes i like that he's getting their focus right he's like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute we're, we're not just doing this for no reason my dream isn't for no reason my vision isn't for no reason I'm doing it for a God that's awesome, amen. And, and I'm fighting for my family, my sons, my daughters, and your wives and their homes. I'm fighting for everybody when I'm doing what God has me to do. You know, you have an impact on everybody around you when you have vision and you have dreams, you know. You impact their worlds and their lives. You cause them to want to have vision and them to want to have dreams, amen and you're wanting you showing them how to serve the Lord and how good he is you know makes them want to serve the Lord and no wonder the enemy would like to discourage you and get you off track and not fulfill what God's called you to do you know because you're a person that's passionate for God sold out to God and you're doing it for your family you're doing it for a mighty God you're doing it for the right reasons, and you're gonna be successful whatever you do, because you're doing it for the right reasons. Remembering and keeping your mind right and focusing on the things that you need to be focusing on. Second Corinthians, the second chapter, the fourteenth verse says, Now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ, who make us manifest the savior of his knowledge by us in every place. Right? So you're not fighting for no reason either. You know you're gonna have victory. <laughs> amen you're going to fulfill this thing if you'll just keep with god and you keep doing what he's called you to do you're going to have victory after victory after victory because he's faithful to help you in everything that you do in second corinthians 2:14, 14 we'll so let's read another version of that the amplifies says. but thanks be to god and christ who leads us in triumph triumph as trophies of christ's victory and through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of knowledge of god everywhere i like that And I like this here in the message version. I thought it was very interesting. The Messiah and Christ and God who leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. (laughs) Amen. He's going to lead you. If you can keep your mind right and keep it in prayer and be committed to the thing of rebuilding that thing that God has for you and rebuilding whatever the circumstance is, you know, and the enemy's tried to take it out, set it ablaze, and, and you can keep your mind right and focused on it. God's going to give you victory after victory because he wants you to fulfill it more than you want to fulfill it. And you say, well, why would he want to do that? Why would he want you to fulfill your vision and your dreams? He's a good father, number one, but it also makes him look good, right? You know, if he sees that, if, if people see that you're doing good things and you're, God's doing those things in your life, it's going to, he, they're going to see that he can do that in their lives. That's why the enemy wants you to cave and quit and wants you to stop is because you know, he, he wants everybody to think, well, if it turns out like Billy Bob, I don't want to be a part of part of that. If serving God's like being like Uncle Frank over here, I don't know if I want to be a part of that. But when he sees you having perpetual victory after victory after victory, take you around in a parade and making you look good, <laughs> makes more people want to serve God. Amen because they see that He cares about not just you, But he cares about them, praise the Lord, and he wants to help them fulfill what God has for their lives. Amen. Amen. He wants to do that for you. Who are you fighting for today? I'm going to leave you on that note today. Who are you fighting for? Are you fighting for the lost? Man, we're getting close to this thing rounding up. The Lord's going to meet us in the air, and there's going to be a shout. The dead in Christ are going to rise first, and we're going to meet the Lord in the air. It's getting close, brother and sister. Amen, you know, and, and who are you fighting for? Are you fighting for your your life, you know, and, and staying true to God and keeping the faith? Or are you fighting for others' lives, you know, that are lost, and pulling them out of the hell's grips with the Lord's help? Are you reaching for those around you to bring them with you? Praise the Lord. We're getting close. We're seeing all the signs being fulfilled around us today. I can't tell you exactly the time because no one knows the time of the hour, but we're seeing the signs. Who are you fighting for? you fighting for your family? Hey, Amen. Do you care about them enough to tell them about Jesus and see it in your life and you fulfilling what God's called you to do? Who are you fighting for today? You know? you know, you think about a fireman, you know, and he sees a fire, he runs in there to get the people and save them and he sees the building might be coming down. If it's a big building, you know, he's running in there to get as many, save as many people. As it. He may not be able to get everybody. He's trying to get who he can get out of that place that's on fire if it's a bad fire, you know. Well, you know, we see eternity for certain people and all the people around us, you know, where, where they're headed. And, and you know, we got to be people reaching out and grabbing as many people as we can and nicking them out of that fire and doing what we can to reach them. For Jesus, praise the Lord. That's our goal. That's what we should be doing for Christ, praise the Lord. Reaching for those people and saving them with the Lord's help from the fire that they're going to face if they don't meet Jesus. And it's important that we do that with God's grace today, praise the Lord. Who are you fighting for today? Who are you rebuilding for today? Why is it important? Well, because you want to do what God has for you. You want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant in every area you want to reach and make better for other people that you can make better for them, but with God's grace and be a blessing to them. Maybe today I'm talking to you and you, you want a better life and you want to know Jesus as your savior today. You know, the Bible says in Romans, the 10th chapter, the ninth and 10th verses says, if I confess Jesus as Lord and believe God's risen Jesus from the dead, I shall be saved. We shall be saved. That's in Romans the 10th, chapter, 9th, and 10th verse. And if you want to pray that with me today, and you want to know Jesus, let's pray for you today. I'm going to pray for the others for their dreams too when we get done. But pray this with me if you want to know Jesus. Father, I believe you've risen Jesus from the dead. And I confess, Jesus is Lord of my life today. Jesus, come be Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer, I believe God's done a work in you. You are saved, praise the Lord. And amen, you know, and welcome to the kingdom. And I love to hear about it. Me and Sheila, that's the, one of the most wonderful things we love to hear about is people getting saved. You can email us at Ministries at yahoo.com. We'll come right across my phone, and it goes right into the ministry email there. Or you can put it in the comments. here. We're live on Podbeam right now, and we can look at those comments and check them out. We'd love to hear about what's going on with you. Let's pray for those with the visions and dreams that they're trying to rebuild today. Father, we just ask you to help those that are rebuilding today, Father. Lord, we ask that you help them be encouraged, help them to rebuild that dream, help them to rebuild that goal that they have for their lives, Father, today. And, Father, we just ask for it today. We ask that your Holy Spirit and help them and help them to listen, help them to hear you clearly. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name amen and amen praise the lord well you know i believe god's going to help you this week you're going to see some stuff you're going to have the direction that you need you just need to take the steps amen See, well, i'm not hearing god a whole lot well did you do what he told you to do in the first place you know he'll give you more if you're doing what he told you to do and it's important that you're doing what he's telling you to do by his spirit praise the lord well i've enjoyed our time together i'm going to check the comments here if yes, Jesus, be in your heart. Email us; we'd love to hear about it. And we'll catch you. We'll catch that, that message on purpose on Wednesday. We love you. God bless you, and I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful week. God bless you. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to JeremiahSmithMinistries Thank you for listening.